Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hey there, I'm Mike, along with Joel. Thanks for tuning in again. Growing in Grace, just a, a time for you to kick back for maybe up to about 15 minutes. Hang out with us. We just like talking about God's goodness, God's unconditional love, the grace that's been poured out upon us, and the righteousness, the gift of righteousness uh, that's been given to us through the uh, the blood, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Joel, good to be with you again. Hey, man, it's good to be with you, too. God is good. And, and what you were talking about there, that we've been given the gift of righteousness and you know everything that we have that has been given to us by God, it's all because of his goodness. You know, we've not done anything to deserve any of this stuff. For anyone to think that, you know, they've been good enough to deserve any of the goodness of God, that totally misses the point of the cross. And uh, on the same uh, coin, maybe a different side, if anybody thinks that bad things are happening in their lives uh, because of anything bad that they've done, they're also missing the point of the cross uh, because Jesus, his his death on the cross was the ultimate act of, believe it or not, God's goodness. It was God's goodness toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why? Because he loves us and he cares for us and he wants to be with us forever. So God is good, and, and we've been talking about that for the last few weeks, and I'm sure we've got uh, more that can be said on that. And we would uh, love to hear from um, any of you who happen to be listening, if you have any thoughts on God's goodness or on uh, just the whole aspect of growing in God's grace. We'd love to hear from you. You can uh, log on to graceroots.org, and uh, you'll find out some contact information there. Yeah, even if you could just let us know you're out there, we, we would love to hear from you. Anything you want to share about yourself or anything you're going through, or, or just drop a line and say hi. Maybe tell us where you're listening from or how you found us. Anything would be great. We love the correspondence. You know, uh, not too many years ago, Joel, uh, when somebody had to, to go through the, the process of, of contacting us like this, uh, they would have to get out a pencil and a paper or a pen and put a stamp on it, put it in an envelope, all of that. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. It's so easy and so convenient just to get on the Internet and, and uh, slip an email. So we hope you'll take just uh, maybe 60 seconds and do that. Uh, we have been talking about God's goodness, and I encourage you, uh, if you're just tuning in and haven't listened to us before, maybe go back uh, over the archive of, of programs at graceroots.org and, and uh, check out some of the things that we have been talking about. Uh, Joel, in, in Romans chapter 2, the Bible tells us that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. First of all, when I say the word repentance, I wonder what most people think of. What do you think of, Joel? <laughs> yeah, well, the, from you know, from what I had always been taught, and and not knowing uh, the, the real meaning of it, repentance to me always used to mean that I'm turning from my sin, that I have started, I have been, done some bad things. And uh, now I'm starting to do some good things. And uh, I think there there can be legitimacy in repentance, meaning to to stop doing something, to stop doing one thing and start doing another thing. But I, uh, I, I kind of have a feeling that you're leading to something else here. Well, you're right. I mean, repentance can lead to doing things that aren't so good and, and starting to do good things. But that's really not what repentance means in and of itself even though that's probably what a lot of us have been taught and that's what a lot of us think. Uh, really what it, it means is, is to have a, well, the, the root of, of the word repent simply means to think. It does imply 
uh, in the original language to have a change of mind. And perhaps uh, you could even take some further implications there and say that uh, a change of mind will lead to a change of action. But ultimately, what it, what it really means is a, a change of mind. You know, Jesus, John the Baptist, they, they told the religious people, the Pharisees, the ones who had Jesus murdered, <laughs> they told them to repent. It wasn't so much stop doing bad and start doing good, but you need to have a change of mind uh, about what you believe and, and about God himself. And it's God's goodness that leads to repentance. Here's a story I've probably shared before. Uh, years ago, I was watching a TV show. I was probably just flipping channels and came across it and, and saw two guys walking down the sidewalk, and uh, probably a detective show or something, I don't know. And one of them said uh, that he was uh, an atheist. And he said, oh, the other guy says, why, why, don't, why don't you believe in God? And, and his response was, well, suppose that God got cancer because it was man's will. And I thought, wow, that was pretty powerful. And, and, and the reason I think it's powerful, Joel, is because there are a lot of people out there who are holding grudges against God, or they don't want to put faith and trust in Him, they don't want to believe in Him, simply because they haven't understood that God isn't the one who's against them. Perhaps they lost somebody to that dreadful disease of cancer like this guy was talking about, uh, and, and they died at a younger age than what they should have. And uh, somebody probably told them, well, God knows what He's doing. This was God's will. You have to trust that this was uh, the right decision because this is what God wants. Well, I don't think that cancer is what God wants. Uh, you know, again, you'll have to go back to some of the other things we said in previous weeks to get caught up on, on some of that thinking. But uh, I guess my point is that uh, there are a lot of people out there struggling, you know, to, uh, to, to connect with God because they think that God is part of the big reason for all the problems in the world today. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and we apply that to, to all the evil that's going on around us, figuring that somehow God's gonna just work it all out. Well, it, it's God's goodness that leads people to, to, to Himself, to repentance, and, and, um, not, not the, not the bad things that are going on in the world because of, of the result of the fall of Adam and Eve. Yeah, I think, uh, the, the church, you know, the body of Christ worldwide has, in a big way, kind of misrepresented the gospel. I mean, in what the, what the gospel really is, in in line with what you're talking with uh, about repentance. You know, Jesus said in Mark one fifteen, the the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, and uh, here's what he didn't say: repent and change your evil ways and and start doing good. He said, repent, uh, and like you're saying, have a change of mind. Repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, you know, have a change of mind. Change your mindset about the truth. Change your mindset about what the gospel is. You believe the good news. And uh, that way, you know, when we trust in the good news, trust in, in, what, in God's righteousness having been revealed in the gospel, uh, not a righteousness that's of man, you know, stop thinking about your own righteousness as your way to heaven, but start thinking about God's righteousness as your way to heaven and, and know that God's righteousness is a gift. And, and it's God's goodness, again, that leads people to repentance. And just think about all the things that are going on in the world that, that Christians are doing, trying to, uh, not that it's necessarily always wrong to try to change laws uh, through uh, the government, not that it's always wrong to try to do things, but we... I think, raise an unnecessary stink, stench in the eyes of the world when we're always trying to 
get the government to to change things you know think you know the bad things that people do you know and and trying to change laws rather than preaching the good news preaching god's goodness because i think that you know like your story with the atheist i think there's a lot of people out there who don't want to believe or who won't believe or who don't believe for some reason or other because they have the wrong idea about God. They think that God is a God who is just waiting until we're going to change, and then he'll give us his goodness. Then he'll then he'll uh, do some good things for us and allow us into heaven. Or or really, like you say, you know, a lot of people think that God is just this God who wills for bad things to happen to people. But the goodness of God, that's what the gospel is, his His goodness that he's, he gave us through his son, Jesus Christ. So, uh, we need to help people not to, you know, in the world, when we're trying to lead them to Christ, we don't need to try to get people to change uh, from doing evil to doing good. That's not our, That's not what the gospel is about. Sure, the gospel will lead to a change of heart and, and a change of mind and a change of, of, uh, of what we do. But really, we want people to repent from believing in their own righteousness to trusting in God's righteousness. That's really what the gospel is. Joel, um, I, I don't really have a, a denominational affiliation. I've been an interna- interdenominational ministry for a long time, having worked in Christian radio, worked with a lot of denominations. So I don't carry any particular flag here to try to convince people of my doctrine under the banner of my flag. But let's let's take um, another example of that I think is, is sometimes misunderstood when God gets blamed for, for things um, when, when it really wasn't necessarily his will for that to happen. And that's Paul's thorn in the flesh. I know we don't have much time on this, so we'll have to skim through it real quick. But Paul said, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations that he has received, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. A lot of times we'll hear a paraphrase on this story that says, There you see, God uh, had uh, somehow allowed, uh, maybe even it was his will, but he allowed Paul to have this thorn in the flesh. We don't know for sure what it was, but we can speculate, so we hear the speculations. And, and he asked God three times to take it away, and God said no. Well, I think sometimes we read things into the Scripture that aren't really there, and, and I don't see that version at all uh, taking place here. First of all, uh, Paul said a thorn in the flesh was given to him, and, and he almost tells us what it is, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Uh, another word for buffet is to beat me. You know, a lot of people who say they're in relationship with God, uh, they may be born again, but there's really not a whole lot of relationship there, because a relationship takes two people. To, to interact between each other. And, you know, I, I think the dreadful practice of, of slavery, I'm glad that that is long behind us and, and something we didn't see in our lifetime. But, you know, out of fear, you can make somebody do what you want them to. Fortunately, God doesn't do that with us. You know, perfect love that God has, it casts out fear. Uh, so God doesn't have to treat us like slaves to get us to do what we want to do. He doesn't have to beat us. And the messenger of Satan was doing that. Well, then God allowed it somehow. Well, concerning this thing, Paul said, I asked the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You can go into the, the original language here uh, under the word sufficient uh, and find out that my grace 
is able to assist, to ward off, and to defend. In other words, I believe you can interpret this passage of Scripture to say, where God is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. I have given you what it takes for you to overcome. That's another interpretation. You may or may not agree with that, and that's okay. That's the beauty of the grace walk, is that we know we don't have all the answers, and sometimes we just have to agree to disagree. My point here on this program, with the subject being God's goodness, don't always assume that uh, bad things that are happening somehow are, are the will of God for your life. If you're going through a tough time, or you've gone through a loss, or some sort of devastation, if you've gone through it or are going through it, God can turn good things uh, out of that, and, and he will bring you peace and, and, and help you through it while you're going through it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that God placed it on you. Uh, we live in a fallen world uh, where, where Satan still has some freedom to roam around, and uh, unfortunately we, we still have, uh, this world is not fully redeemed yet. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. And I'll just uh, wrap things up with one uh one last verse that we've all heard, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, if goodness is included in there, that's that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. If the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, that tells us something about God. Uh, he is good. And uh, that's what he works out in our lives as we simply trust in him. Well, I'm uh, Joel along with Mike. This is Growing in Grace, graceroots.org. Thanks for uh, coming along with us. We'll see you again. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 